0: Welcome to the Traffic Talk Podcast, anti-trafficking discussions for the modern abolitionist. I'm your host, Vern, from the Justice Ministry a Blue Water Mission. We've got a decade of experience fighting the injustice of human trafficking and have ministered to hundreds of victims by just using volunteers in our free time. But we've had outstanding results. We believe that there's a role for you in this fight too. On this podcast, you will hear interviews, stories, and discussions from people on the ground doing the real work. So plug in and get ready to open your heart and mind. And now, the next episode of the Traffic Talk podcast. Happy Sunday. I want to add on to this segment a little bit about community housing because I realize that I keep talking about it and what people assume that it means or what they think that it means, they don't understand. And I think that this is really important when we're talking about how churches can get involved because we can get involved in a really helpful way in regards to housing for human trafficking survivors. So just to break it down quickly for you guys, when I say community housing, what I mean is rather than a strict structured um, program or, you know, concrete facility or whatever it is, you know, like something that's like oh, here's the place where we throw all the human trafficking survivors and they can mingle with each other. Rather than talking about that kind of a thing, what I mean is like our community actually opening up our homes and allowing survivors to live with us, like sharing our space and sharing our resources. And it's something that I have done um for over 10 years now and have loved it and many people in our church have done it and you know sometimes people think well if you're talking about community housing then it must be like a bunch of leaders um with a bunch of survivors and it's like a commune and that's not really what i'm talking about either I'm talking about just people within the churches, people within the community, willing to open up their single family homes. And so this can literally look like a husband and a wife or a couple of roommates um, opening up their place and they could have an extra bedroom, which would be really nice. But if they just have a couch, like that's better than being stuck in a sex trafficking situation, you know? And so in my experience, um, working with survivors. And granted, a lot of it was working with adults um, and some with minors, but it was all with individuals who wanted a different life, who wanted a change. And so I would say the only caveat being like, if you're you know, law enforcement is forcibly plucking, say, a kid out of a situation, yanking them away from the person who they think is the love of their life, and then trying to mandate that they're not allowed to see that person and that they have to stay in this um, different housing location. That, that is challenging. That's challenging for a community housing placement um, because you're going up against a lot when you're trying to build a stronger relationship in a short amount of time. But for the individuals that can already see that there's aspects of this life, that the, the pimp or the trafficker has broken all kinds of promises, um, they may still have some heartstrings back to them, but they know that they want something different. They know that there's, you know, they're trying, you know, it still takes them multiple attempts, but they're trying. That kind of a situation is amazing for community housing options. So when I say community housing, it is can be just as simple as a couple of people, whether they're roommates, whether it's a married couple, whatever, willing to open up their home and share what food they have, uh, share their couch or share an extra, you know, a spare bedroom and give a survivor some space to be able to think, to be able to feel free and to be able to see what normal square life looks like that like that's incredibly powerful. So I think this is a huge opportunity in the churches that the churches can get involved and um like i said i've got training programs actually coming out i have a i have some that are already out um community houses 101 talking about this where we give like the base level um, foundation of what people need to know but then i'm getting ready to launch um the justice discipleship training program and that's literally a six-month program of walking people through um you know, understanding trafficking, how to plan out what they're going to do, how to prepare their home for taking in survivors. If they're thinking about, you know, starting something bigger with co-leaders, then that's great. But if you're just working with your with your spouse, all of these conversations and things that you um, work out and need to talk about, like, those can be done with your spouse. Also, they need to be done with your spouse also. So you guys are on the same page. Um, And one person doesn't feel like that they're going to um, bear the brunt of everything. Sorry, I just hesitated. I often record these, um, (laughs) these videos, or these not videos, these podcasts in my car in the early morning and late night, and I just saw somebody who saw one car coming, and then it was a pedestrian going across the street, and they didn't see the second car coming, and I thought like, oh my gosh, I'm just gonna see somebody die, but the car stopped, and the person realized the car was coming at them, so it all worked out okay, but anyway, point being, (laughs) there's room for the church to get involved, and community housing doesn't mean that you have to live in a commune, you can use the house that you literally have. Like we started off and it's Hawaii, so it's expensive. So it's literally my husband and I and a roommate in a tiny two bedroom apartment, um, less than 600 square feet. And that's where we started taking in survivors on our couch. So, um, that's what we did, you know, just to give you a picture and we've had community houses range all the way up to like nearly 3000 square feet with a bunch of different, you know, bedrooms and multiple leaders living in it with multiple survivors. And like I said, I mean, we just had the small beginning and honestly, the small beginning was easier. Like that's what I recommend. It's easier on the survivors and it's easier on the leaders. So, you know, just having a couple of people, um, And taking in a one survivor, that's perfect. You know, go for it. Don't think that you can't do it. Um, Don't think that that's not enough. Like you can totally make a difference. And pretty, most people in churches and in the faith community, we live in a house and we probably have a couch if we don't have uh, an extra bed. And so it's, possible for us to use those small things to have a great impact okay well this is just the short add-on hope you guys are having a beautiful day it is um sunday and i am excited all right talk to you guys later bye